Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 1- 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Chuck, first we'll get a thought on basketball. So the women's poll came out today. Hogs aren't on that. The men's team is ranked 14th in the preseason AP poll, and we're uh, we're about three weeks away from the start of the basketball season. Uh, it's a different looking team than you had last year. A ton of transfers coming in, and uh, you uh, you definitely have uh, some experience with you as well. You got Mister Razorback and Devo Davis, as uh, as uh, Matt Jones likes to call him, and should be another exciting basketball season. Well, I think so. I think people are ready for it. You know, they've done a really good job, must have done a really good job of, you know, assimilating a team, putting guys together, plugging in the parts, and getting them to play well at the right time. I thought they might be ranked a little higher, to be honest with you. They'll have an opportunity to move up in a hurry. It's a top-ten schedule. I know that, and it's uh, it's it's going to... It's going to provide a lot of stiff competition early in the year. It's not going to take us very long to find out what kind of team this is in relation to some of the others around the country, and I like that. I think by the time that we get to conference play, which won't start until January 6th this year, um, there's going to be another game in there, another non-conference game before you start conference play, or at least you know the preceding weekend there will be. And um, They will have played a very difficult schedule by the time they get to SEC play. Chuck, uh, I wanted to ask about Brazil. How, how healthy is he? Do you, is he going to be back? you think he'll be back by conference play? And, and do you think it could be anything similar to a Nick Smith deal where you, know, you just never know when he's going to play? Or do you expect him to be healthy this year? 
Well, <clears throat> what my expectation would be is is you know I, I don't know. I, I mean they're the they're the ones that are around him every day, and um, they're the ones that you know are monitoring his his health better than anybody else. I'm sure they they'll play him when he's ready to play. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't want to speculate. I I have learned the past few years that when it comes to when these guys are going to play. My response is when they're out there, right? Because that's um, that's that's kind of how things are now. But I know this: he wants to play, and he tackled his rehab from the moment the injury happened. So I feel certain we're going to see him. I don't know when. I'm I'm excited about this team uh, as far as far as this basketball team, the veteranness that they're going to have. Last year, Phil, I, I I think you had brought this up to how young they were. Where this year they're going to be like the third or fourth oldest team in college basketball. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the teams that were playing at the end of last year, and we we went through the numbers last March and April. You look at the teams that were standing. Uh, it was the guys with older players. Now, a lot of them were transfers. A lot of them were portal guys, but they were older players. And that's the um, – you've got to have holdovers. You've got to have foundation guys, and we've got those. But you've got to have older guys who've – sometimes played in big games in other places. You know, as, as, as crazy as that sounds, you, you, you want guys who have played in big games at other spots. And when you have a veteran player, lots of times you get that. And I thought that was a real difference for the teams that were left standing at the end last year. I think it's the recipe. Uh, you know, now you've still got to get the right guys. You've got to coach them up and all that. But in, in terms of the template... It seems like that's the template. Take some phone calls here. Got a couple lined up on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Robert in Fort Smith is up first. Hey, Robert, you got the voice of the Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, here on halftime. What's going on? Hey, guys, real quick. Chuck already said it, though, but everyone keeps talking about we did play Alabama close, but that wasn't a vintage Alabama. Bill Rose was 10 of 21. He can throw the long ball, but that team's not what we're used to, and me, I'm just hoping that we can get through the season and then once it's over, we see some linemen that come from other SEC schools and get the portal and maybe we get a shot at them because Alabama's line went from 350 all the way across 2325. And I feel like if we get 350, 325 guys in there, we can move people too. And because we've always had good running backs, and, you know, it's just we don't have the Johnny and Joes. We need some. And I think the portal give it and the portal take it away. So, I just see what y'all think. Robert, I appreciate your phone call. You know, one I, I don't think it was a vintage Alabama offense, Chuck, but I think that defense is I think that defense could have played for a lot of the championship teams that uh, Coach Saban has had there. So uh maybe not one half the team, but I think the other half looked like Alabama. None of them were portal guys on the offensive line. Yeah. You don't rebuild your offensive line through the portal. You just don't. Um, that's 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 not Alabama's issue there, and 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 I think Arkansas's issue in terms of the offensive line. I'm not sure you resolve that through the portal the way you do on the defensive line. I'm just not sure that 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 group and the cohesion required lends itself uh, to plugging in a bunch of new parts every year. I I, I could be wrong on that. I, I've just I've just kind of wondered during the early stages of the portal if that's the one spot where maybe you can't replenish as quickly through the portal as maybe you can like a quarterback, for example. Um, Now, I'm going to say this about the rest of the year. 
Um, I think it's disrespectful to the players. I think it's disrespectful to the coaches to just write off the remainder of the season. Now, we have the luxury of being disrespectful as fans, if that's what we want to do. But um, these guys are out there busting it every day. I mean, while we're calling talk shows in the afternoon, judging them, Matt, you know this. I mean, those guys are out there busting it every day, every single one of them. And to just sit here and say, well, you know, I mean, you've got the right to not pay attention. That's that's your business. But um, I just think there's a disrespectful aspect to it. And I respect what they're doing, and I, I don't think it's over. I, I don't think it's over. Now, if they lose Saturday, it's going to be really hard. And I know what's going to happen if they lose Saturday. Um, a lot of the things Robert just said will be fully justified, but I, I don't I don't think you throw in the towel at this point. No, I'm always pulling for them. This is the best days of their lives. I mean, it really is. A, it's it's a fun it's a fun time, and and hopefully they can get it together. And and kind of, it, it's always better when you win. You know, Chuck, we 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 beat Mississippi State, go on a bye week, and come back and beat Florida. Everybody's tunes is going to be totally changed. Oh, winning takes care of everything. I mean, it makes you feel like everything's possible again. If Arkansas wins this game Saturday, and I know not everybody's going to be this way, but if Arkansas wins this game Saturday, people are going to be figuring out a way for them to get to a bowl game. You know, are they going to send us to Houston if we get to six? Are we going to go to Memphis? Are we going to end up in Birmingham? Um, the conversation will shift some. Now, look, I'm not sitting here saying that Getting to six and six and going to one of those bowls should be the end all be all. I don't believe that, and they don't either. But they are where they are, and you've just got to try to find a way to get to a thirteenth game, and that's going to require winning four or five. And you know, if you're going to do that, you need to win this week. Back to the McClarty Daniel Hotline, and Jackie in Crossit is now on halftime. Hey, Jackie, what's going on? Hey, man. Hey, hey Jackie. It's quite an honor. Hey, it's quite an honor for me to get on there with these three big names. But, hey, Chuck, I told Ty Richardson the other day <laughs> that I thought you and Tommy Kraft harassed him on, his, on, on, the, <laughs> on, the, on the morning rush. Is, is there anything to that? Well, if he was ever right, Jackie, we wouldn't have to harass him. Jackie, he spent two years doing halftime with me, and I think I harassed him almost every day. Sometimes people bring it on themselves, um, although they engender a lot of love from those who might be doing the harassing in that case. Oh, look, let me be clear on this, Jackie. Ty, I, I think the world of Ty. I know how hard he works. He's, he's young, just like I was. And um, that's just part of, that's part of being young. Jackie, I think Chuck comes down on the side uh, that I learned in baseball clubhouses for years, that if they're not making, when you're talking about the age difference, you know, and and the older working with the younger, if they're not making fun of you, then they don't really care about you. If they're not talking to you, then they stopped caring. That's right. Well, I want to tell you how our crew is in football, and you know this, Phil. Um, we're going to give each other a hard time to our faces, and we're going to save the nice things to say behind each other's back. And that's just kind of how we do it. That's and right. um, that's just kind of how I've always done it and had it done to me, to be honest with you. Yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how it operates in sports, Matt. It's the same in a football locker my, room, isn't my, it? My best friends never heard me give them a compliment. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. But when you've said it behind their backs, you've meant it with all your heart. That's, that's right. But you're, but you're not going to say it to their face. That's how it works. That's how it works. All right, we'll take one more phone call, and then we've got to we got to uh, we got to take the break. Good to hear from you, Jackie. Jesse, up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Jesse. What's going on? 
Hey guys, I just uh, wanted to share a somewhat humorous story with you guys. I went to, my brother and I took our dad to Vegas last weekend, and we wandered over to the Circa that has a huge sports book to watch the game at 9 a.m. Vegas time. And I've never in my life gotten so many woo pig sueys from non-Razorback fans <laughs> than the guys in the sports book. <laughs> There's probably thirty a group of like thirty guys were woo pig suing me with all kinds of different jerseys on. And by the end of the game, we know they where their money was. Spreading a high five. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they had, they had the Razorbacks in that twenty, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's like everybody's standing around the craps table just rooting somebody on. That's what you were doing. That's what you were doing there. You were just rooting them on. I love that stuff. Jesse, thanks for uh thanks for the story. Chuck, we got to run. Out of time. All right, guys. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks, Chuck. All right. Chuck Barrett, voice of the Razorbacks. We'll have him every Tuesday uh, in our first hour on halftime. We don't have a lot of first hour guests anymore. So, you know, that means it makes it pretty special. Get on the go ahead. Yeah, Matt. I was going to say, I always like Chuck coming on and and bringing his point of view, his perspective. I I never know what Chuck's going to say. You know, like it's always uh, it's always interesting. Now, who do you think amongst those on the football broadcast gives the most crap? So those not, and again, not on the air, only off the air and only in the booth. Oh, probably Quinn, right? Quinn or Gino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gino. Gino's a delight. Oh, yeah. Gino yeah. Bell, no doubt. Matt Zimmerman's really good at that stuff, too. Rick Schaefer, every once in a while, you never quite know. Kind of he might be, slide in there. Yeah, though, yeah, he might throw one at you every once yeah. in a while. You just didn't expect it. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Alyssa, I, I kind of like some of that up tempo. It was kind of like it wasn't really necessarily a no huddle, but it was it was kind of a hurry up and uh, that that we implemented a little bit against Bama and and after those those five three and outs, it seemed like KJ kind of you know put the the team on his shoulders, started making plays with his legs, uh, started making plays with his arms. How do you see this offense moving forward? Do you think maybe they found something that that the that they like uh, going forward against Mississippi State? You would hope so, because I think that's what KJ is comfortable doing, because it's what he's done the past couple of years when Kendall Bryles was here. And I understand that Dan Enos isn't going to go up-tempo. He's much more um, of a of a slower-paced offense than that. But then you do go up-tempo, and it just felt like KJ was comfortable with that kind of rhythm. And he is kind of a guy that, you know, you just let him go. And it's almost like if you stop, look at the play, look back, stop. He almost like loses his momentum. And so if they can kind of keep that going, I think that could be beneficial for them these next five games for sure. 
can't get stuck in your ways on how you expect an offense to run. <clears throat> if you see something that's working, you got to go in that direction. Adapt, I mean, right. you really have to go in that direction here. So, like, I would, um, I'm always interested in what's happening at the start of the game, but I kind of hope that offensively they come out the way they did in the second half. And like Chuck said in the first in the first segment, uh, Alyssa, and I think he's right about this. In order to generate tempo offensively you've got to have positive yardage on first down. Now, that's one aspect they've had trouble with, so that might be you know, one reason why tempo's been a little tough to establish if you've been thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you put yourself behind the sticks, I mean, Sam talked about it too, that it limits what you're calling in your playbook, and, and you're just trying to, um, you've now got just a one down less to try to get 10 yards. So I'm hoping that they've kind of found something that works for them. And so that way they can utilize what they have um, offensively and some of those tools that they have offensively. Um, and I was just really good. It was really good to see them play and finish the way they did against Alabama as we move forward because I think even though they didn't win, one thing DJ and I were talking about in our pregame show was if we just see a glimpse of fight and a glimpse of improvement, no, you're not going to beat Alabama per se, but it just sends a message to the rest of the season that these guys haven't checked out yet. You know, I also, I also need, and I do not expect to see blowouts for the remainder of the season. And really, you haven't seen any yet. Even the A&M game, which is probably the, mo- you know, the, the, the only game you walked away from and thought, yeah, they just kind of got whipped in that game. That was still a 12-point ball game. I think you're going to see close games. So, you know, you wonder, like, so what, what makes the difference between a loss to LSU by three points and potentially a win over Florida or Mississippi State or Auburn or Missouri by three points? Because, you know, so many of the games that they've played in the last more than calendar year now, and, and man, I mean, it's got to be close to 50%, if not more, of the games that Coach Pittman has been here at Arkansas as the head coach, it's been decided by a score or less. Got to find a way to win those games because they're going the other direction these days. You know, I heard that stat. um, Tom Tom Luganville was on the SEC Network last week, and I was watching it as I was getting ready for the game on Saturday. And um, he had said that Arkansas, Sam Pittman has been in 19, and now make it 20, 20 games that were one-possession games, and he's won five of them. And I just think that that kind of says, you know, what, what, is, what is it going to take to get over that hump? And I, I asked Coach that after the game of, you know, what's it going to take? And, you know, I know that that's a hard question to answer, but at some point you've just got to realize that, that just, you just need something to go your way one more time to get over that hump and win these ball games that you could have won and you lost by, by seven points or less. So they just have to, I think consistency is the big thing. That's something that, both of the guys we talked to after the game talked about it was just staying consistent, staying focused. You know, the offense played really well against LSU, but then in the second half, it was the defense that gave up a score every single time LSU had the ball. And so there was an inconsistency there. If they can just stay and play a full 60 minutes, I think that might be your difference. But again, that's such a hard question to answer because I don't think that there is a tangible answer to it except for go out execute and and have things go your way once or twice 
Alyssa, I do, I do got to ask you about your Florida State Seminoles. They they are hosting uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, well, does Duke have a chance now? Now Duke lost their quarterback. Is that is that right? So mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling going into this game? Yeah, I feel good. But how funny is it that you know we're saying, well, we're about to see what this team you know is made of as they get ready to play Duke. Um, <laughs> didn't think I'd ever say that sentence when I'm talking about a You've football. You said game. that in February but, uh, before. You, but not just just not in October. It's not just not in October exactly. So um, you know, I, I think that this team is playing really well. I was reading up. I know that Jordan Travis had a little bit of a hand injury against um, Syracuse, but Mike Norvell positive about him coming back. Saying Johnny Wilson is pretty good. So I think again, if if Florida State can stay consistent, just play their game. Again, Riley Leonard is not playing, so that's a bonus for FSU, and um, you know, I'm just kind of living in the moment with them, trying not to get too high or too low. Kind of like my Dolphins. I'm just living in the moment. Yeah, it's a... It's a well, it's you got a, the best receiver in the on the planet right now, and, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, just get him the ball and get out of the way. You might even have the MVP in the league right now with Tua. Man. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch, and... Uh, and I enjoy it. And, you know, they got Jalen Waddle and Rashad Mostert. And, and your guy, Matt, you know, I hate to see Devin Achan go out. He was doing so well. Yeah. But hopefully he'll be back sooner yep. rather than later. And they're saying Jalen Ramsey might make a make a comeback sooner than they thought. So that would be cool, too. He'll be back. I, Alyssa, I want to get your, your thoughts on this Penn State-Ohio State matchup. I, I think last week with Washington beating Oregon, they're, they're probably in the top four right now. You think clearly if, if Penn State-Ohio State, the winner, they're, they're, they kind of control their own destiny, the, the winner of this game this Saturday? Um, I think they definitely have the opportunity to. Um, it's really tough to, to count out Michigan uh, and the way that Michigan is playing. But I, I like Penn State. I think that Ohio State has some weaknesses, and I always think that that's the case. Like, Ohio State has a way that you can exploit what they do. They just always find ways to win. You know, it's almost the opposite of what Arkansas is doing right now. Ohio State has always found ways to win, but I really like James Franklin as a head coach. Um, and, and for Penn State to get that win over Ohio State would really set them up as another undefeated to take seriously. And then you look ahead to, to the Michigan matchup and just, you know, what kind of falls there in the Big Ten. But it'll be an exciting game. I mean, I was watching, I was glued to the TV for that Washington-Oregon game. I don't know if you guys know this, but Saul's cousins went to UW. My sister and my brother-in-law got their master's at UW. They still live in Seattle. So we were pulling for the Huskies on Saturday for sure. You're amazing, Alyssa. I mean, you've got you've got uh, you got connections at all four corners of the country practically. <laughs> I mean, we talk about the Dodgers in Los Angeles, the Dolphins in Miami, I mean, you go as far as uh, we're going up the, the East Coast to Richmond, and then there's Seattle. I mean, what's going? Why don't you have anybody in Maine? Uh, it's too cold. It's too cold up there. Past Maryland, I don't have any connection. Hey, help me out with something, and we'll, we'll close on this. It's like Monty Python yeah. said too. Now for something completely different. We were getting in earlier about in sports and in sports radio. If they're not making fun of you, if they're not giving you a hard time, then they just don't think about you very much. They don't like you or you just, you know, don't make an impact on them. It's like you want to be made fun of in sports. Is TV the same thing? Because TV's a whole different animal, uh, a much different animal. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, you guys have so much more freedom with the length of your shows and whatnot to, to have some fun and, and talk about um, opinions more than we do. Uh, I think, you know, obviously if we're talking about you, you're doing something, you know, really right or really wrong. I remember 
with with Saul and his radio days, it was like they wanted the team. You know, it was much better to talk about a team that was doing really, really well or really, really bad. If they were kind of in the middle, you know, there wasn't much to talk about. Callers, you know, weren't as upset, but you could get really polarizing sides of like pluses and minuses if they're doing really good or they're playing really bad. So um, we don't have the time to get into the weeds like that, maybe in our 30 minute show. But I think it's a little different. We're just trying to give you three minutes of, hey, here's what's going on. This is what's being said. Thanks and good night. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs. Whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Big game here in Arkansas, Hugs in Mississippi State. Maybe another game without Rocket Sanders. Makes it two games in a row. And uh, he's only played in three games this year. A little bit against Western Carolina, A&M, Ole Miss. Starting to feel like a lost season for uh, the preseason All-American. And you do wonder, like the question was asked yesterday from of, of, uh, of Sam Pittman, Trey Biddy from Hog Sports asked the question, and he was just direct about it. Do you think Rocket will play again? There was no definitive answer. So I don't know what to expect as far as that's concerned, but it has certainly not been the kind of year that uh, anybody was hoping for, for, uh, for Raheem Sanders. See here, looking at his numbers, his, uh, 34 carries, just 105 yards, 2.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns. You know, it's, that's really shocking to see uh, production like that. Even, But he's never been healthy. We haven't seen Rocket at 100% since maybe a portion of the first quarter of game one. That's it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, man, you, you hate to see that for, for a player uh, of his caliber. You hate to see that for any for anybody up there. The, the thing with Rocket, and, and you got to – I guess as fans, you got to understand these kids now. They're professional athletes. They're this is how he's going to make a living. This is how he's going to provide for his family. Or with this opportunity now, there's other avenues he can go to. You're getting to get it. You're getting to get a degree, and you can get a get a job. You know, you're an Arkansas Razorback. All these things, but to play football at the highest level, he can. He is capable of doing that. His thing will be how healthy are you? What what are your intangibles? The running back position so weird right now. I mean, A-Chain, A-Chan, whatever his name was, who I thought was the best running back in the draft, went in the third round last year. And and he's you had Bajon Jackson. You had the other guy that uh, from Alabama, the, the, the Texas-Alabama running backs that went as well. But they're kind of a, a different style style of running back. And so, with, But that being said, 
it doesn't matter if Rocket plays another snap for the Arkansas Razorback. It's going to do nothing for his draft status at all. Like No matter if he comes back and plays or if he doesn't play another snap, he has enough film out there. He has to be healthy, go to the combine, do your measurables, and how healthy are you? That's that's all that matters for him. It's not a matter of you got to show us you're healthy during the season. If he, not if at he all. goes into the draft and you go into the combine, you got to show you're healthy there. That's it. He, all those doctors that go look at him, they, they know the kid's a talent. Uh, what's he going to run? Uh, you know, how, how is he when he's picking, how is he in the film room picking up blocks? How is he understanding the offense? That, that running back such an interchangeable position. He has the talent to do it. It's the health, and, and you're seeing this all over. I mean, it's what, what Christian McCaffrey's doing out there in San Francisco, and I think he got banged up last week. It's it's just that it's the nature of that position. It's you never know. You're rolling the dice every single every single game. I think more than any other player out there, any other position as far as a quarterback, receiver, defensive guy, whatever. Running backs roll the dice more uh, each week. Well, and look at how the dice was rolled by Saquon Barkley and by Jonathan Taylor with their public holdouts. And and uh, Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. You know, it's 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 wild on the frontier. Well, and and with Bell, I mean, he gave up a season to make to not just to make that point, but to make the money he made the next year with the Jets. He just wasn't the same running back and he didn't have the same kind of offensive line in front of him. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing about running backs is that sometimes <laughs> A lot of what a lot of what you do depends upon the guys that are up in front of you, right? And the rest of your offense as well. And th- those are trained killers on the other side, man. The, these D backs and linebackers are trained assassins, and and all they're looking for is one little shimmy, one little one little hole right in there, and man, they're going to knock you out. I mean, they're coming in there with lethal intent uh, to come up there and tackle. It's a collision sport at that next level, you know. But there are those vibes that you got from 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 the basketball season with with Nick Smith. You know, I mean, there's some similar similarities here you know smith was you knew coming in it was a one and done and mm-hmm. it's like you you know coming into this season that this is rocket's last year at arkansas but he you have the two years previously to have a sense of what he can do in college you know but uh, with with nick there was the knee injury that occurred on the european tour and so he begins the season on the bench and there was that whole you know will he or won't he play or when is it going to happen and then you get into january you've seen him a little bit it wasn't quite what you thought and he goes all out west to los angeles to visit a specialist and we wonder is that his specialist is it an arkansas specialist you know if he's going to la it's not an arkansas specialist and and sam said you know a little bit of the same thing for rocket this past week is that he went to visit a specialist i don't remember where it was but i don't think it i don't think it was arkansas or in the state uh, and and so you know you do wonder a little bit about where you know where who's in the ear you know who's in the who's in the athlete's ear in that case with Nick Smith there was that feeling uh, like you know you got the coaches on one side and you have his set of advisors on the other and I wonder if there might be a bit of the same situation going on with, with Rocket uh, but I will say this like if you know going into you got a bye week you didn't play the week before. If you're not where you think you need to be as an athlete, as a running back at that position, is it okay to, to, to sit, to not play that week, go into the bye week, continue to recover, rehab the way you need to rehab, and then maybe be ready for a five-game stretch starting with Florida? Is part of this also about rehabbing properly so that you're as close to 100% as you can get once the season resumes? Or is it just about 
the future after the season concludes for whatever's next for him? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of factors that that are go into it, but I, I think the fact that we're we're struggling to get to six wins. I mean, I, I say struggling, we're struggling to get to three wins, uh, but but with the potential to get to six wins, where I, I think if uh, you know we we had won six already, and and we're we're seeing this in a different light, then then maybe he's back a little. Maybe that knee feels a little better. You you don't know. I mean, that's just all. The 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 truth of the matter is, his people, him. If he doesn't feel right. Then, then you got to try to get healthy. That, that's what you got to do first. Yeah, I mean, you could, the, the athlete has to feel ready, right? I mean, an athlete knows his or her body better than anybody else. And something's not right. You know, Rocket has he's looked a step slow, and he he had he had a couple bursts in the A and M game. It seemed like on that screen pass, but but going, it's in it. It could be something with the offensive line. It could be something with with his knee, and 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 hopefully that he can get that healthy because I, I really think he can make a living playing, playing football on Sundays if he's healthy. Let's take a call on the McClarty Daniel hotline, and then we'll go to Bill King in Nashville Sports Radio after the break. Brian! Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Great, thank you. Good deal. Hey, I wanted to ask, you know, y'all are talking about the running backs at Arkansas, and I think they're okay running backs, but, you know, they're not. you got to admit, the running backs at the University of Texas are the real deal. I mean, we put two in the NFL last year. Jonathan Brooks from Texas is leading the country. Uh, we've got a five-star, two four-stars sitting and waiting, and we have five-stars committed for next year. So my question behind all that is, when you look at Rocket Sanders, I mean, he knows, as we all know, that the offensive line is weak. He's already been hurt once. Do you believe... You know, he has basically just kind of said, well, this was a fun year. I'm done waiting for the NFL. You know, why would he want to risk another injury playing behind that offensive line? I mean, it's a legitimate question if you want to try and, to get in an athlete's head. You know, maybe, as a maybe competitor, that's he's thinking about. As a competitor, you want to play. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And and you don't want to let your teammates down. That's that's 100%. You you're out there playing as a competitor. Of course, you want to go out there and play. I, I think he's I think he's probably a little banged up. I, I I just don't think he feels right. I mean, he started the season with a knee injury on the first quarter. Ended the season with a knee injury. You know, right. we we forget in the independent not the Independence Bowl, but the bowl game last year against Kansas, he what he have one carry injured his knee, and then the very first thing he's done this year is injured. I think it, it could be a little psychological as well. Well, I think the psychological the, the psychological aspect of it is legit because one of his other teammates in that same room has had double knee surgery. You know, think yeah, of Dominique Johnson. Think of Dominique Johnson. I mean, he's he's had surgery on the same in, on the same injury on the same knee twice, uh, and he also is injured in a bowl game. So, I mean, this is. I, I think that that legitimately is something that could be in his in his mind because it's right there, p- perfect example for him. Somebody that you know is, <laughs> is 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 carrying the ball just a little bit this year, and when he was a freshman, he looked like he might have been a you know a number one kind of a guy at Arkansas. Brian also in Fayetteville asked about if Rocket can redshirt this year, and he can. You know, if he were to not play. He's only played three games. You know, if he's done the rest of the season, he could redshirt. I'd just be surprised if that would be the direction you go. Well, but he you're, you're going to make the same amount of money uh, it, being a being a fifth round draft pick, or a, you know, if he went out and ran a four three, he'd, he'd get drafted a little higher. You know, how healthy are you? You got to see. 
you know what what, what you're getting about a half a mil to be running back in, in an SEC squad. So what what are you going to be making at the next level, being an undrafted free agent, or what, or what, what round are you going to go in? Bill King from Nashville Sports Radio joins us next on Halftime. Stay with us. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We get to talk with Bill King from Nashville Sports Radio. Hosts 6 to 9 Monday through Friday on WNSR, the king of college football talk. And a lot of our listeners really enjoy your visits here, Bill. How you doing today? Hey guys, doing well. Good, good. So um, Arkansas, Alabama, watching that game, what did you glean about both teams? Alabama is very gettable, very human. I don't think this Alabama team beats any Alabama team Nick Saban has had, except for the first year old seven, when he took over for the big mess that Mike Shula made from 08 to now. This team right here wouldn't beat any of them, including the three-loss 2010 team that was probably his biggest knucklehead team. He just couldn't get to them. They're very human. Very beatable. Now, again, guys, they may go 11-1. I don't think they will, but they're capable with the schedule they have left. They got Tennessee at home. They're favored by about 10 there. There's not a big talent disparity between those two. But, you know, Arkansas had their chances. But you don't get any points for close calls. And you got to figure out a way to win these kind of games when you're coming back. Well, who do you think has the best chance to take Alabama down? I thought about Tennessee. Oh, easily get... LSU. Well, LSU, that's who I if they're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah LSU, Alabama's going to have trouble with Jake Daniels uh, and those receivers. Now, this is – this is. I'll, let me say this. This Alabama defense is improved from a year ago on every level. They're better. They're sticky. They're solid. They're fundamental. But their offense is light years from where they need it, and that's not getting fixed this season you don't you don't get that fixed in week eight guys week eight you are what you are well and 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 that being said it looks like arkansas is going to be without their all-american running back for the foreseeable future and 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 he's been kind of out the 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 whole year but that being said going up against this mississippi state team uh at home can the hogs get their first conference win this week absolutely i think they will i think they should they're the better team and, um, and Mississippi State's been d- decent at times this year. I've watched them on and off throughout this season. But, no, this is a very winnable game. Let me also say this. If, if Arkansas loses this game, I don't want to make too much out of one game, but it's a horrible signal 
if so. No reason to lose this ball game. It's very true. I mean, I haven't even thought of it that way. I think we've kind of been going over it like the Hogs are going to show up <laughs> and, and, and do what they have to do and protect home right. field and get a victory. Agreed. I'd be shocked if that's not what happens. I think they'll play well. Bill, you you were high on Washington uh, a few weeks ago. I asked you your top four. Uh, do you think Michael Penix is he uh, the favorite right now in the clubhouse to win the Heisman? And what what did you think of that game? That was two good teams. Fantastic ball game. Lived up to the ranking. Lived up to how they'd been playing. Lived up to the quarterbacks. Lived up to the wide receivers. Fantastic. I would say yes. If we stopped it today and voted, he'd probably win it. I don't think anybody's playing any better than Jaden Daniels, but they've got a couple of losses, and the voters don't like that. But, yeah, I, I think if we had to go today, he'd be the winner. We've made fun a little bit of the idea of doing away with divisions, but, you know, in the last year of the Pac-12, they don't have divisions, and there's a very good chance to see a rematch. Uh, between those two teams, I mean, that, uh, to me, that's the reason why you did a, you did away with divisions moving forward in the Big Ten to maybe see Ohio State and Michigan play against each other for a second time for the conference championship, not just for the division championship. Um, do you like that idea? And do you also expect that you'll see Oregon versus Washington again because they do look like the two clear cut best teams in that league? Texas and Oklahoma, of course, it's been one division there. But, yeah, that's probably what we're going to see, a repeat of that game. Oregon and Washington right now would be the overwhelming favorite. Southern Cal still, Lincoln Riley still refuses to field a defense. And until that's the case, I don't think we have to take them seriously as a big-time playoff threat. Now, with 12 teams next year, maybe – Maybe so. Caleb Williams will be gone, but they have Malachi Nelson, who's a five-star quarterback sitting there waiting to play. But Lincoln Riley, at both of his stops to date, has not played a lick of defense. Apparently, that's not on the agenda. Bill, uh, you know I'm a James Franklin fan. He got the big one this weekend. Uh, you can kind of break it down for me. Who do you think wins this Penn State at Ohio State matchup this Saturday? Very winnable game for Penn State. I don't necessarily think they'll pull it out, but a very winnable game. Now, Ohio State, let's let's look over. Jim Knowles has been there over a year now to to fix that defense, and I think they've gotten better. Remember, they weren't playing too well on defense there for a stretch last couple of years. They're better on that side of the ball. They're not better on the offensive side of the ball. You can't can't be as good as you were. The other problem Ohio State has is – their best backs, uh, Travion Henderson, the Williams kid, Igbuka at receiver, those guys are very questionable. And that is a good receiving core. Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably playing at about 75%. They've got a fantastic tight end in Kate Stover, who will probably have a big game. James Franklin's road record, ranked team record is not good, unfortunately. But on paper, it's a very winnable game for the Knicks. So Brock Bowers uh, undergoes surgery for a sprain, a badly sprained ankle. It's the kind of yeah. surgery that says he'll be back in four to six weeks. I guess you usually take the, the long look on, on these kind of things. So there's a chance he doesn't play for the remainder of the regular season. How does this affect Georgia's offense? I would assume it, it, it has a pretty deep and profound effect. He's going to get, or he had tightrope surgery, and yeah, four to six weeks. 
the thing about that is, let's just say he does, does get back for the postseason. That doesn't mean he's back to where he was. It just means he's back. That's hard. Cedric Tillman had that for Tennessee, and he came back after about four or five weeks, went a week, and then had to sit two more weeks out. You don't you don't know what you're getting there. Um, it, it, in the perfect Pollyanna world, he's back and playing that well. That's very unlikely as far as his performance level. Let me also say this, guys. There's not a team that's a national championship-type threat that, that could lose a bigger player than that. You can't. There's not a bigger player that your roster can ill afford to lose than Brian Bowers. Now, they've got dudes, but guys, think about it. Back in May, let's say, when we're looking at Georgia's schedule, maybe at Auburn, maybe the Tennessee game, but probably not. They're 12-0. and Now look at their schedule. Florida... In Jacksonville, I don't think it's a gimme right now. Georgia's clearly better. They still have to play Missouri at home. They get Tennessee in Knoxville. They still have to play Ole Miss. That's not as easy as we thought, right? They, they've got some bumpy uh, territory to absorb to get through this thing. Now, they should win all those games, but you're losing the best playmaking tight end that I've seen in modern history in college football. You just can't replace it. Yeah, I made the joke earlier today that he he could be starting for the Dallas Cowboys if if they they need oh. a little tight end help. Uh, but he, no he, he yeah he he I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna make a he's gonna have a lot of fun on Sundays. That's for sure. Does does Alabama are they still worried about the orange tea? Now Texas came in and beat them. Can Tennessee go into Tuscaloosa and uh, give Bama a conference loss? Yes, but I don't think they do because they won't play the best quarterback. They're playing Joe Milton, who's, I think, the worst quarterback in the SEC that started. And they've got a superstar All-American over there sitting that I think would be impactful immediately, and they won't play him. You've got to remember that. The only reason Hendon Hooker got on the field was because Joe Milton got hurt. They determined Milton was a starter. Now, guys, what they saw in practice, I've got no idea. And I also want to say Josh Eiffel's done a really good job there, but what he's doing at quarterback makes no sense. Milton cannot locate the ball at all at times, and he has no situational awareness. In the uh, last game against A&M, it was third and about eight. He Play breaks down. He rolls out. He's got clear sailing to get past the change. He runs out two yards short. He has zero situational awareness. Guys, two years ago in the Ole Miss game, Hendon Hooker got hurt. He went in last series. Tennessee's on about the 10-yard line to win it. Last play of the game. Doesn't chuck it up in the end zone. He runs out of bounds. I've never seen anything like it. Tell me about uh, about what's going on in uh, in South Carolina here. Um, you know, defensively, they've re- you got a ride you got to catch there, Bill? <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, it's a drug bust. They got me. They got me down. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to get away from it. I'm, I'm walking away from it. It's not helping. Oh, it's, it's tough to get away from sirens. Uh, it always is, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, it's, South Carolina struggling a little bit here. Uh, 41 points allowed uh, to Florida. And it's not like that Florida offense has been a uh, lighted up kind of an offense. What's going on with South Carolina's defense? Because the last three years seem to have gotten worse each season. They don't feel the defense. They must be watching Southern Cal film. They don't. Now, they, they, they have significant personnel shortcomings. They're not really good anywhere on defense. They're up, what, nine late fourth quarter against Florida. Can't hang on. 
can't, can't close that game out. Their offensive line isn't very good. Now, their offense is pretty good. They're good at receiver. The quarterback's been pretty good. Spencer Rattler are pretty good at running back, but they just can't stop anybody. But I like Shane. I've known him a long time. I do not think ultimately two, three years down the road he survives. Their their receiver Liggett, he he's he's gonna play on Sundays. That dude's that no dude's question. the real deal. No yeah. They have brought in lots of good receivers. The uh kid that's down there at Florida State, not Keon Coleman, but the other one. That that was a big time player they got from a small school. He's from the uh, DMV area, though. They they've had lots of dudes at wide receiver. The starting running back at Southern Cal is a transfer from South Carolina. So Marshawn Lloyd, who's also a Washington D.C. area kid, and left South Carolina. South Carolina had a kind of a uprising a year ago because everybody hated the offensive coordinator, so they ran him off. But a bunch of kids transferred because of it. What do we have on um, Mizzou in South Carolina? Mizzou looks like, I mean, who knows? They're, they look they look really good right now. They've only played three conference games. Uh, right. The only loss coming in that shootout against LSU. Uh, but, you know, we kind of think of Mizzou sometimes, and I don't think they are this, uh, this year. Ball control, you know, just kind of run it. We saw that a couple of years ago, and they didn't have much of a quarterback-receiver combination, but they have that this year with – Brady Cook and Luther Burden, and I mean Burden didn't even really do much this last week, and they still took care of Kentucky uh, fairly easily. It's a good ball club. The last two years, remember, two years and beyond, they were terrible on defense. I mean, literally horrible. They've mended that. They're solid on that side of the ball. They'll hit you too, and they have weaponry. You, Brady Cook, I think, played. Uh, he's certainly a top five, top quarterback top four type quarterback in the league, the way he's been playing. Burden is a nightmare. You cannot possibly contain him. He's a speed green grass nightmare. And uh, I like, now I think it's going to get pointsy. South Carolina is going to get their points. I just don't think it's enough to win that ball game. Does, does, does Eli have the, that program where they, where you, if they have the kind of season that it looks like they may be on track for that potentially could, it could stabilize there. Cause we, we, you know, we, People joke about Missouri and be like, well, you know, they do have a couple of East Division championships, uh, and they've been a good SEC team, not a great program. They haven't been a bad program, but they've been good. Do you think Eli's got them where they could kind of stay at this level for a little bit after fourth after the fourth season? To be determined, but it's possible. Wow. Got to remember, this last year they adopted an in-state rule about name image likeness saying that high school kids when they sign in state could get paid immediately so if you sign in december and you're not going to be there till june you start getting paid then that's an advantage they also have another rule they adopted which says nobody can come investigate that's state law nca cannot come in there you're not welcome here and i think it's making an impression there's a five-star receiver in the st louis area that uh, is looking hard at them that they they may end up getting. And uh, they weren't getting that kind of kid before. It's possible. It's it's possible. Now, this year's their first good year in a while, right? So we need to see the follow-through, but it is doable. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliate. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com.